The rap lab, the rap lab. Let's go. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Bar for bar, we hooking up with T O Q G, Rev Barber MC, A L F R E to the D on that M I C A to Z. We be the flyers. Hip hop sound broke down to a science. It's the rap lab, the rap lab. The rap lab, come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab, the Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. All new episode of the Rap Lab podcast. It's your main man, the Candy Man, the ALFRE to the D, and it's the good doctor himself, the one and only True G. Just call me the QG. If you need your hip hop fix, come see me. And uh, folks, uh, we just want to shout out our guy Rev. Uh, he's not here this week, but he'll be back next week. Shout out to Rev. And uh, without further ado, because uh, you know how we do, it's time for the This Week in Hip Hop News. And here's our news correspondent, Bucky Majors. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bucky Majors, the news correspondent of the Rep Lab, and it's all good. Today's headlines Swiss Beats and Timberland have a lawsuit against Thriller. So you know what that means. This is Thriller. Thriller Night, and no one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. Boosie has a situation involving the police, so I only have one thing to say about that. Fuck the police, coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad because he's brown. The game released a 10-minute diss on Eminem. For those of you out there who are hip-hop fans know that he released a diss many, many years before, and it went like this. Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell phone, pager, and my number at the bottom. And last but not least, Irv Gotti and his many situations. I just have one thing to say to Irv. G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-
But at the same time, on the Drink Champs interview, he said that she was a studio rat. She was in the studio every day. She learned, she grinded, and she earned the records that she's been on. And this is what he said. He said she was ready to get the F off Murder, Inc. label, and she was ready to abandon me, the person who made her. And yes, I could say I made her. How do you know I can say that firmly? The minute I stopped making her records, she has not made a hit since. I'm like, Irv, that is just so nasty, man. What do you think about that, Candy, man? So I'll tell you like this. I personally don't like Irv Gotti, all right? However, that last comment that he made about Ashanti, I mean, that's that's not fucked up if it's a fact. And that is a fact. What hit record has she had in the last 20 years? Yeah, it makes it makes sense. Her 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 record, her music hasn't gone the way it's supposed to after the label. But all that other extra stuff, the way he talks, he doesn't watch his mouth. This is the same reason why he got in hot water over Jennifer Lopez. That's why Jennifer Lopez wants nothing to do with them anymore. And you know, Ja Rule is in the middle. He still does shows with Ashanti, and he stated he didn't like what Irv was saying about her right then and there. But at the same time, what could he do to stop it? You know, that's his man's. This is how Irv is. And then Fat Joe went on his Instagram and called out Irv for his comments about Ashanti because he's another one who's a friend of Ashanti. He's done records with Ashanti. So Irv was mad. He said, Fat Joe is not my friend anymore. And then Fat Joe was like, I, I am not your friend. I'm your brother. And, you know, I'm talking to you as a family would. Irv's biggest problem is his mouth, man. He just says things out of whack doesn't think until later on and he even mentioned when ashanti got with nelly he found out when he was on the couch with his wife watching the basketball game i'm like dude like really so i don't know if this situation will ever be settled between ashanti and irv ashanti is doing the right thing she's keeping her mouth quiet she's not focused on that irv did the same thing about lloyd you, you remember the singer lloyd Oh, how can I forget immediately? Oh, yeah. And he, he said, if I ever see Lloyd, I hope he gets hit by a car. He said that. But, yo, Irv Gotti, man, that man got too much bad blood in his body. Amen, bro. He does. And he comes off very bitter, bro. He does. And, again, I don't think Irv gets the credit he deserves as far as the success of DMX with Ja Rule, with the Murder, Inc. label, with managing Jay-Z. Irv has done a lot, especially during that time when Def Jam was in the hole. He helped them. He created a lot. Irv is a genius. It's just that... But he, but, 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 but back to the comment of, of, of him finding out that Ashanti was Vanelli, like, my nigga, how you mad? Because how do you even sound? I was on the couch with my wife when I found out my girl left me. Like, what? Yeah, and this is 20 years ago. This is something 20 years ago, and he's bringing it out on Drink Champs, and he's loud, and he's going off and on, off and on. Like, dude, you got to let that go, man. Big bro, you know me, and normally I usually entertain and applaud such antics, but not in this, not in this instance. It's nasty work, and Ja Rule is dead caught in the middle. He says he wants no issues. Fat Joe called Irv a sucker for that. You know, he so he needs somebody to check him, man, to check his temperature and tell him, yo, Irv, you gotta chill. She's doing I'm, her, you doing what, you. What's up with this nigga Fat Joe always wanting to play peacemaker when it comes to these murder ink niggas? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because he's the same guy that tried to squash the peace between 50 Cent and Irv Gotti. Yeah, Irv out. <laughs> Irv cussed him out. Irv is not gonna let that happen. He said, no way. Who the hell do you think you are trying to squash that situation? All because I guess Joe and uh, 50 solved their thing. But this is this is not a rat beef. This is personal beef. That beef will never be squashed. Never be settled. Nope, never. It went to the streets. That's right. When you get the streets involved, no rules. Well, speaking of the streets, uh, our next topic this week in the news Comes about somebody who's from the streets who actually uh, was on death row, not death row the label, but you know, spent some time on death row on a capital murder charge and got off. Talking about my main man Boosie and shout out to Vlad TV because Boosie be all over Vlad lately. But um, time word. Yo, before we get into it, you ever realize Vlad be asking Boosie about shit that don't have nothing to do with Boosie? 
I never understood that with Vlad. Like, and, and he does this with a lot of a lot of guests. Like, he'll bring up certain things that they weren't there for, that they weren't a part of. About they don't know. Yeah, and it's like, what's up with these questions? And you're right. You can always find Boosie on there. You can find Boosie on there. Who's the other guy? Uh, T.J. Kirkland, Bob James, Michael Jai. Somebody from the Outlaws, like yo, it's like a running theme over there for Vlad TV. It's like it's like Vlad TV got a recurring cast now. Yeah, Lord Jamar, like they practically live on that couch, man. But uh, but Boosie uh, recently got pulled over by the police in Georgia. Uh, they claimed that they could not see uh, his license plate visibly. And they stopped him for that and ended up searching his whole car. They uh, they thought he was a drug dealer initially because he had $20,000 in cash in the console. Um, they, they, they messed around with his diabetes medication. For those of you who don't know, uh, Boosie is a uh, type 1 diabetic that's who's, who happens to be insulin dependent. Um, they handled his diabetes medication with no gloves on. Um, and they just went through the car, searched everything. And... Um, and then eventually let him go. Oh, and they handcuffed him on the side of the highway. Matter of fact, they weren't even on the side of the highway. You, you, I sent you the uh, the the body cam video this yes, weekend. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, I saw it. Yeah, okay, so you saw it, bro. They stopped these motherfuckers in the middle lane, not even in the middle lane, bro. Like on the yellow line of the highway. I don't understand that part at all. And for those of you out there who have ever seen a situation involving pullovers. You see, they always have the, you pull over to the side and you, you know, you, whatever, whatever. But this was different. How you have him stop right there on the yellow line in the middle of the damn road. That right there does not make any sense to me. And he said it. He, he was very, very, very upset. He said he felt he was harassed. He says, I got to go to y'all superiors and file charges. It's like an everyday thing, you know, for him. He said he did six years on his back. He, 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 he said that. And then he was like. He was heated. He's like, I'll spit on every nurse in that bitch. He's like, I'm going to make you charge me. I'm going to show you how I get down when I get locked up. And, you know, the officers can't. It went viral. Everybody could see it. If you haven't watched it, it went viral. And, oh, man, it was just disgusting. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, he, he said it. I'm doing right. I ain't, I ain't no trouble. I don't mess with anybody. I don't beef with anybody out here. And he said that the most police in Georgia respect him. And still he's being sought out after that. He's like, and he made it, he made it clear. I am not going down for nothing. I ain't do nothing wrong. So I ain't going down for nothing. And I know you heard, he even said, I'm ready to go to jail today. He said it. He was, he was fired up, man. He was heated. You know, he, he, he let it be known, you know, and, and people, people, need to understand something because on this show we've talked about many situations involving the police and i've seen some comments where like well if you don't resist arrest oh well if you follow the officer's orders you'll be fine that's not that, necessarily that's, true that's bullshit bro because george floyd followed the officer's orders and he ended up dead that's right and when the cops come at you and they put their hands on you they throw you to the ground they just grab you you know what i mean like when they approach you especially when when somebody's saying hey look i got my license here i got my registration here why are you touching me i'll do what you say don't touch me but then they just want to grab you and force their way on you not all some and when you look at the majority of the videos that's exactly what you see and isn't this body cam footage when it was originally yeah, it's, orchestrated it's body cam, it's body cam footage from the officer's body cam yes right right but wasn't the original intention was for a way to prevent this sort of thing from happening? That way they could use that video as evidence and tell the police officers, hey, what you're doing is not justice. What you're doing is not the law. Wasn't that the original intention of the body cam? Yeah, the original intent of the body cam was to A, to provide footage for training purposes of what to not do if something goes wrong or Correct. what to do in certain situations. And then the other purpose is, well, if a civilian has a claim against, against the, the police department, they put the footage out and release it publicly saying, hey, this is what happened. We didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah. But as you see, some cops don't care, i.e. that piece of shit Derek Chauvin, because he had a, they, they all had body cams on and still executed George Floyd. So some of them That's don't right. care. Yeah, I agree with you. I have, two, I have two issues with this situation, right? 
And this is just from watching the body cam. Number one, they pulled Boosie over because, and mind you, Boosie wasn't even the driver. The young man, we don't know who the young man, uh, we can't publicly identify him because he's not a celebrity. He's just a regular guy, one of Boosie's entourage or whatever. But they pulled him over and Boosie was in the passenger seat. They claimed that they pulled him over because his license plate was not visible. But the entire time, like every time they showed the, the, the body cam footage of the cop, that was standing with Boosie at the squad car. If you stop that, if you hit stop on the video, bro, because obviously Boosie's truck is in the background, you yeah. can fucking read the letters on his fucking license plate. You can. So the reason they stopped him, if that's the reason, that's bullshit. Yeah. And then number two, I have an issue with because obviously the video's on YouTube. The people that uploaded this video. They didn't vote. The, the you saw what the title of the video is. Boosie threatens to spit on officer during traffic stop. Like really, yeah, really, all, all, all nonsense. Like instead, you say, "Oh, rapper Boosie um, uh, uh, involved in traffic stop or involved in altercation." No, you you have to say, "Oh, threatens to sp-. like." Come on, like to the casual person that don't know Boosie, all they're gonna see is a black man acting acting erratically. Um, or belligerently uh, uh, in police presence. But he had a reason to be upset because you heard him say in the video, this is the seventh time in two weeks that y'all stopped me. Peep this, bro. Peep this. We actually have the name of the driver and we have the age of him. Oh, of the driver that was in Boosie's car. Yeah, his name is Deshaun Lawrence. He's 19 years old. And he claimed ownership of the marijuana that was found. Wow. Yeah. Now, to play devil's advocate, marijuana is illegal in the state of Georgia. You cannot, it's not like, it's not like up here in New York. You can't, you can't, uh, you cannot legally possess and smoke marijuana in Georgia. But at the same, at the same time, that's not what they pulled him over for. Right, exactly. And, and one of the, one of the officers was saying that the car's temporary uh, license plate which was allegedly obstructed and couldn't be checked was the main reason for the stop. And he just bought that truck too. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? A Cadillac SUV. Bro, he had all the paperwork for it. Yeah. And I've never heard of that because technically marijuana is, is illegal in, 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 in Georgia. But I don't know if you realize at the end of the video, they gave them the weed, they gave them the weed back and just wrote them a summons. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny part that got me. How do you pull them over for it? You, you, I mean, you, you pull them over, you say you smell it, you take it out, and then you just give it back to them. So if you give it back to them, why even write them the ticket? Why? If you're just going to do that, why? And the last thing that I want to touch on, did you watch the video to the very end? I watched it all the way. Did you realize until Boosie's business manager got there, they didn't let them go? Nope. They kept them right there. And it uh, I don't I don't I don't understand why does it take that for you to realize that this person or these people are legitimate. You remember straight out of Compton when that happened in the movie where they had them on the ground and then Jerry Heller came out and said these guys aren't gangsters, they're artists and he's their manager and they still didn't believe it. He's like these guys look like gangbangers. I remember. Yeah. And he was telling them, get up off the ground. They forced him back on the ground and everything like that, even though the manager is right then and there. So it's like they have this assumption in their mind just by looking at somebody that that this person is a criminal. And he went on to say, Boosie, and I quote, if I was a white college player, you wouldn't target my vehicle. If I played soccer or baseball, you wouldn't F with my vehicle. You would stop them for an autograph. He's got a point. Sad. Very, very sad. Do you think Boosie should follow up with his uh, notion to press charges? Well, from what I read, he's suing the police department. So, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah, as, as he should because how does it stop? And again, you saw the video. They they rummaged through the entire car. They checked in between seats. They checked the console, the glove box, even the floor mats. No, they, they they're wrong for that. And then sure. again, again, if if, if Technically, if, if they're smoking weed in the car, they broke the law, 
And and you could tell they're full of shit because they gave them the weed bag, wrote them a, a ticket, and sent them on their way. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when they're about to search you, aren't they supposed to ask you if you consent to a search unless they have a warrant? They're supposed to do that. There is and such Boots, thing, they, there they is such thing as Boots. illegal searches. There is such a thing. They never asked Boosie, does he consent to a search? And then you heard, and then you heard, like, um, when they were going, like, you heard the cops talking amongst themselves at one point, and they commented on the amount of money they found in the car. I have a, I don't know too much about this, but I need the listeners out there to confirm this with us via comments or email. Are you familiar with the probable cause law? Bits and pieces. Right, because it's like, if they smelled the marijuana, then that already makes it null and void to provide a warrant and say, well, we would like to search the car. That's like, if we smell it, then we have a right to search because it's in there. Well, I guess so. But I mean, still like the way they treated him wasn't right, bro. They w- It was they not right to, at all. Bro, they didn't have to handle his diabetes medication, bro. And they, no, knew, they, they knew what it was because the cop went to the other cop. Oh, this is diabetes stuff, isn't it? Like you, you knew what the fuck see? was. You knew. You knew and already. Then, and then for those of you who don't know, when uh, people who, who, who are insulin dependent, they have, to, they have to inject themselves with a needle. So this guy's touching all of his medication with bare hands. Contaminating what he's got to put in his body. Like, that's wrong, bro. Sad. Very, 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 very sad. And you heard when Boosie said, because the cop was standing in front of him. Once Boosie said, oh, uh, I got to press charges with y'all superiors. They walked away from him. Right. Because you're not supposed to say that. Oh, well, oh, well, you think you're just going to do that? No, I want your badge number. I want your superior officer. I have a right to do that. And technically, if you're getting arrested, you're getting stopped and you ask the officer for a superior, the superior is supposed to be called. The superior is supposed to be called. But they didn't call their superior because from my knowledge of police, police officers, um, there's supposed to be a field supervisor. Correct. That roams around outside. Correct. They're supposed to be roaming around, policing the police, and seeing if what they're doing is the right thing. There is supposed to be somebody. There is supposed to be a superior officer out there checking and seeing that these cops are doing their job. And I think also what they need to do is to get somebody to go to these neighborhoods and ask the people, hey, what do you think needs to be done? How do you feel about police? How do you feel about the cops and their methods? And what, what do you think needs to be done? And how do you think things need to be handled? I think that, I, and, and we discussed it on the show in, in, in the archive of, of, of episodes with the uh, Say My Name, where or Say Their Name, excuse me, because it was more than one and rest in peace to all of them. It's about the procedures, how they're trained. I think some adjustments need to be made because there's no reason why. And we discussed it with Styles P as well when he came face to face with the cops over what or how they handled that woman. You know, you got the knee in the back, you got the knee in the neck. Like, like, come on, come on. Is all that really necessary? You got the person down on the ground. And, you know, it just makes me wonder. If these cops didn't have a body cam on, would Boosie even be alive? Excellent question. Changes got to be made. But speaking of changes, Timberland and Swiss Beats suing Triller over Versus. Oh, boy. Versus, which, of course, was the popular entertainment option for music, primarily hip-hop and R&B through the pandemic. I mean, and, and we, we've seen Versus has declined since the world has started to get back to normal, but what do you make of, of, of Timbo and Swizzy suing Triller? And QG, can you tell the people why Triller's getting sued in the first place? Certainly. What we have here is a $28 million lawsuit from Swiss Beats and Timberland, and they are accusing Triller of missing out on payments. According to the suit, which was filed in the Los Angeles Superior Court, Triller has failed to properly compensate Swizz and Timbo from the terms of the agreement upon the platform's acquisition of Versus because they bought Versus. Triller bought Versus. And in addition to the $28 million 
Timbo and Swiss are seeking 95 grand as interest, as well as attorney fees and other costs. It says that 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 Triller guaranteed Swiss and Timbo the payment and performance of Triller's whole of of Triller's hold and obligations under the agreement. And they agreed to it, but they failed. They failed to give them payments for the contract. So it's cut and dry. It's cut and dry. They made a deal and they haven't lived up to their deal. And according to the correspondence of Triller, they say, we hope it's nothing more than a misunderstanding driven by lawyers. We do not wish to air out dirty laundry, but we have paid Swiss and Tim millions in cash and in stock. They acknowledge the success of Versus, which is very successful. And they said they've experienced while working with the company and its desire to continue the business. And they said it, you know, it helped Triller. It helped that platform. And, you know, it took Versus to another level. So I don't know what's going to happen here. But if you owe them money, pay them money. That's what I think. And to add on to that, we could look at the numbers. According to the documents that we've discovered on this show, they paid them $18 million, Swiss and Timbo, by March 17th, with a million dollar due each month for the 10 months, which equals the $28 million. That's where that's where it's at. So the numbers, I guess something is off with those numbers, bro. You remember what Q-Tip said, right? You mean about rule number 4,080? Oh, yeah. You want to tell the people? Uh, I could tell them. Uh, it's about record companies being shady. Like, my thing is, Triller made money, bro. They made lots of money. Yes, they did. Plenty of money. And on top of that, you know Triller does more than just verses. Yeah. Uh, sporting events, boxing. Triller was the, the promoter of the fucking um, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight. Yes, that's correct. They were. And a lot of people bought that, too. And not only that, but do you realize that, because you know the way to watch Versus was on Instagram Live, but, you, but they always used to tell you, and I don't know if you remember this, every Versus, they would tell you, oh, if you want a full screen HD experience, order it on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And people did it too on their big screen sure. TVs. I'm pretty sure that people ordered the Locks versus Dipset on pay per view, bro. Oh, for sure. Till this day, that one set the standard for the versus. It's yet to be matched yet. Bro, they have money, bro. They have the money. Why don't they just don't they pay them? They got it. They got it. Just pay them the money. If you owe these guys money, pay them the money. They're required to pay. They they're 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 actually required to pay that money. And and can you imagine that? A million a month? They never have to promote another versus ever again. Nah, they could just chill. And look at all the verses that have come and gone. You know, it 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 reached out to many genres, all different sorts of artists, all different sorts of fans and platforms, and people have tuned in. Do you think we're ever gonna see another versus again, or is it done? I think versus is dead now. I I, I agree with you. And, and to throw in, to throw there, into that. Aren't there artists out there that said that they would battle each other off of off of verses? Diddy and Jermaine Dupree, who are in, who are in support of Timbo and Swizz, they said, "Yo, we don't need Trilla. Let's do it our own way, and we could and we could have and we could have that battle that the people want to see. We don't need Trilla." So they're in support of those guys. They're 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 following them with the lawsuit. So Puff and JD agreed to do it. I think they should pay the money, bro. They had, I got, you know what it is, and 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 listeners out there, forgive me if this sounds the type of way. I could understand if Triller didn't have the money and they were like a bankrupt company and couldn't make the payments, but they have the money. They have it. And obviously, when they bought Versus from Timbo and Swizzy, there had to be paperwork drafted up and and a bunch of promises that were legalized. Correct. So if you had no intention of paying these niggas, why did you buy the shit from them? And they saw how lucrative and they saw how much of a money making thing it can be. That's why they reached out and a deal was made. A lot of people was a little upset about that because there were certain battles like the Cypress Hill and the Onyx one 
that the fans were cheated out of. Even Cypress Hill and Onyx, people had to buy the the, the pay per view because they were online with boxing. It was a boxing thing, and they and, and they treated the verses between Cypress Hill and Onyx like a halftime show. And Cypress Hill was very, very mad about that. Be Real in particular was very vocal, as well as Onyx. Unbelievable. And here's my thing. I'm pretty sure that the amount of revenue that they made from all these versus battles is, is a bigger dollar amount than what they paid Sw Swizzy and Timbo for. Absolutely. And guess what? Remember what I just said about the 18 million plus the 1 million? I can actually add more. According to them, they said that the payments that were due since January of this year, they never got them. Wow. And the new payment plan was agreed to pay that 18 million by March 17th of this year, plus the 1 million more per month for another 10 months. That's why now we got the average of the suit for the 28 million. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That, uh, and, they, and, and again, they're just playing cute because they have the money. They have it. They just don't want to pay these guys. And finally, in, in the last bit, big bit of news for this week in hip-hop, the game came out with his new Drillmatic album, which has been fueled by an Eminem disc. Now, we've gone on record here. Well, not we. I'll, I'll take responsibility for this one. I've gone on record. And you could, you could attest to this, and folks, it's in the archives. I've gone on record plenty of times and said that Game is a name caller. And, uh, for lack of a better term, a cocksucker. Have I not said that, QG? <laughs> you, you have stated that on this show. Yes, you have. In those Look, words. The, the Game has made a career off of calling people out by name. Dissing 50. Calling out, calling out Dr. Dre like he was still on Aftermath. Even though he was on Geffen when when uh when his second album uh, uh Doctor's Advocate came out, and now for whatever reason he's dissing Eminem, he's going on his daughter Haley's Instagram, leaving comments, and you see Haley clap back. <laughs> She's talking about her father, so legendary that people got to stay relevant by calling calling his name. Mm -hmm. And now, granted. Granted, you know how I feel about Eminem as well. Yes. So for me, this is all entertainment. I'm popping popcorn because, you know, I hope Eminem responds because when two niggas that I don't really care for go at it, the only winner is me. But That's I, true. Yeah, man, I, they could destroy each other. It'd be great. And I, I, I'll watch it from a distance and just laugh. Have but you no, heard the album? Have you heard Game's album? Man, I'm not wasting my fucking time. Well, I mean, just to, you know, just for listening purpose, just to get just to get something out of it, especially the direction that he's going. You know, um, I mean, to add on it, the album is called Drillmatic Heart versus Mind. And, you know, Hit Boy is on the productions. And it's like. The, I mean, the this song is called The Black Slim Shady. And it oh, leaked God. out. It leaked out before the album. Oh, so you didn't hear the diss track. I, I haven't heard it. I heard it was 10 minutes long. No, it, it's it's 10 minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, because when I saw it on YouTube before the album came out, I said, no, nah, this got to be fake. Because you know how you got some songs out there that's this long and it has verses from other records and it's not real. So I said, but when I clicked on it and I said, oh, my God, this is real. There's 31 songs on this album. Now, sticking to the diss track. He goes on to say that he doesn't bump Eminem in his car. You don't hear Eminem in the hood. He's been calling Eminem out for the longest time in all these interviews because I feel game is thirsty for a battle to sell records. He, in the beginning, praised Eminem when he first got the Aftermath. And now when he's off of Aftermath, he want to call him out. He want to say all these things about him. When you worked with him on one song called We Ain't on the documentary where you showed him nothing but love and he's like M killed you yeah M killed me on my own song and then and then and then he says in another interview that he had a better verse than M oh now you have a better verse than M and on the same song he's quoting Eminem lyrics imitating Eminem style and he uses the character Stan in the song 
where he robbed Stan for the autograph starter cap. And, I, and, I, and I'm listening to it. I like game. I'm a fan of his talent, but he's not rapping off talent anymore. He has this big chip on his shoulder, like you said, where he's calling out 50. He's calling out Eminem. He's name dropping all these different rappers. Like that's that's what he does. And 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 I go on to say it, and I've said it on my social media, that if Stan was a rapper, it would be game. And I mean that with all the utmost respect, because game. You've been calling M out. M has not responded to anything that you said. None of your interviews, not the not the little subs, the jabs that you've thrown in the songs. So you come with an all-out 10-minute song. And still, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people criticize it. Some people like it, but I've what I've seen, the majority of people, they ain't with it. They don't like the song because it's a it's it's like a desperate cry for help. It's like Please, please, please come battle me. See, here, here's my take, right? I can understand if he's had previous interactions with the man and something went wrong. Or, or Eminem opened his mouth and said something about the game. But for somebody who you've had no issue with, none whatsoever, for you to sit there and write a 10-minute diss song and record it, something is wrong, bro. That's That's... that's that's cocksucking to the thousandth degree, bro. He even dissed Dre. He dissed Dr. Dre on here, uh, as well as 50. He dissed Dre. He dissed Dre. He said, I killed Dre, I killed Dr. Dre in my basement last night. You know how in, 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 in M's early uh, songs where he kidnaps Dr. Dre and then he, you know, he kills Dr. Dre. That's a joke. But, you know, game follows the same thing. And, 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 then, and then he was like, Left for dead on the doctor's advocate. Dre never executive produced it. I just imagine it. Oh, here goes the magic tricks, candy shops, and the magic stick. You see how he uses those metaphors and and and, and those and those punchlines to just tie all that in there. First off, and, he's talking yeah. about he's talking about shit that happened seventeen years ago. Let it go, my guy. He can't. <laughs> and then on top of that, on top of that, how is he dissing Dre when? He says, oh, he didn't executive produce it. Of course he didn't fucking executive produce it because you wasn't on fucking Aftermath or Interscope anymore, you fucking moron. <laughs> you face-padded fuck. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> he even, he even no, went on. Well, this is getting me upset now because... No, I hear you. I hear you. Bro, I, I, for all the listeners and, and the Rap Lab faithful, please, 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 I'm begging you if you have the time. Look up the game's discography, whether you got to go to Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, and look up his second album and listen to it, uh, uh, Doctor's Advocate. First of all, that album was on Geffen after after the G-Unit fiasco, Interscope, and, and Aftermath, they dropped him. Whatever, right? He goes on, he signs the Geffen. He releases a, a second album. He calls it Doctor's Advocate. Dre ain't got nothing to do with you, my nigga. And then, uh, and then the worst part is Dre wanted to work with him, but because of label politics, he couldn't. So what? So like, what are you, what are you, what are you mad at Dre? And haven't they worked together like like ten years ago or something? They did work together. They he had Dre on the Red album doing doing intros and a couple of segments. And then when the documentary two came out, Dre was also on it. So things was things was good. And when Game so had you, a show, yeah, what are you, I don't, I don't kissing Dre for. It makes no sense. And then, and then, you remember when we talked about it on this show where he was like, he was like, Kanye has done more for me than what Dre has done, which is ridiculous to me. You're just salty and bitter and mad at Dre because you know he looked up to Dre, and in fact, there's he went on to say on the diss song that Fifty Cent is is also writing rhymes for M. He said, "What the was, fuck?" Yeah, 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 yeah. He says. He says, but since Curtis always do, let him write the rhymes for you. And then he goes in the interview and says, well, 50 don't want to battle. So let me go after the guy who raps better than him. I want to battle. So let me get let me get Eminem. So that's why he you see he's blatantly calling people out because he's thirsty. He's dehydrated. He want he he needs a controversy. He needs a beef to try to sell a record and game can rap. Game's talented. He's battle tested. But you don't have to do this. And I and I was very angry on previous shows where I said 
how can you discredit Eminem's hard work? Like Candyman, I know you. I know you're not a fan. I know you feel away. But the man has worked hard to get to where he is. At the time where he was getting the praise of being the number one rapper and selling records and just being so gifted and being so great, now all of a sudden he doesn't deserve to be mentioned among the elites. He doesn't deserve to get accolades and admiration. And I am sick and tired of hearing, well, you don't hear Eminem in the car or you don't hear Eminem in the hood. I don't need another person's car or I don't need a certain neighborhood to dictate to me what I want to listen to. I don't need it. And you hip-hop fans don't need it either. You don't need it. No. And the thing, and, and like you said, I'm I'm not the biggest Eminem fan in the world. But, and, and I, I get this is a, mis, a common misconception about me on this show. People think because I say these things about Eminem and I say these things about Biggie, like I don't respect them. I respect Eminem for all he's accomplished. Listen, you 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 put out an album that goes diamond. I I can't criticize too much. My main beef with Eminem, I've never said the man is overrated. My main beef with him is what he did to the Tupac catalog, and I've always said that on this show. I've never once said that Eminem was a whack rapper or nothing. As now, as far as as far as oh, you don't hear him in the club or the car. Eminem don't make music for the club. Yeah, Eminem, and then the other thing, he don't. Eminem don't make music for the club, but when you compare the two record sales lifetime-wise, Eminem spanks the game like 18 times. You know what else he said on the song? What? He 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 also he 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 called out M on a lot of things. He's like, one thing you can never have is my mother effing black skin. He got all the blackest friends. He wants to be African. And then he goes to say, to see that I was in the white Rolls Royce with five nines. When you was pretending to be the white Royce to five nine. Oh boy. He and, and, and then then you mentioned earlier about the Haley thing. Why does everybody feel the need to call out somebody that has nothing to do with nothing? That's his daughter. She has nothing to do with any of that. They they I hate when, when people take cheap shots like that below the belt just to just to try to get this person angry and get them out. You don't need to diss his daughter. And she came with the brilliant rebuttal, by the way. Shout out to Haley. Oh, man. It's 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 very disheartening. Yeah, shout out to Haley because, again, and it, what she said is true. And I hate to say this, and I haven't said this in a while, but when it comes to the game, ain't nobody checking for him outside of niggas in Compton. Well, that's not true, man. I'll, I'll, I'll check for game because I, I, I like game. I like his music. I listen to him. But I'm going to call it how I see it. The marketing bro and the marketing tactic you're doing is just disgusting. Bro, I draw the line with game in 2012, bro. <laughs> so you haven't heard any of the other records, huh? I've heard them. I've heard them, but I'm not collecting them. Well, here's the thing. You know, he said, 23 years still ain't penetrating the culture. You are not top five in mind. Big or pock eyes. No Andre, no Nas. Stop telling white lies. Sniff a little white line. This is the right time. I shook night vanilla ice. I'm not Mr. Nice Guy. Bro, I, I don't fuck with that man after Jesus peace, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Ah, everything is an acquired taste, my man. But this here, like, do you think M will respond? It's been some time, but do you think he, you think he will? Do you think he should? What do you think? Here's my opinion. I don't know if M is going to respond, but the game don't want him to respond. Because I think if Eminem responds, we're going to see something real ugly. And it's going to make the game look real stupid. And not for nothing, but Eminem has hurt people in, 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 in rap, bro. M hasn't backed down from any challenges. And when you look at the resume of the people that he's he's gone against, like even in recent lights, like a Machine Gun Kelly or what have you, they're like... Okay, you 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 you've you, you've been in these situations with these guys. Why don't you respond right away to the game? Why won't you go at the game? So it's up to Eminem, and he's built himself to a position where you don't have to respond to any of this stuff. The only person that Emma has ever refused to battle was Royce, but that's for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, because it was way too close to home. They spent too much time together, and they were able to. 
settled what they settled. And the main thing behind that whole beef was him versus D12. Game, you better be careful. You better be you better be careful for what you wish for, because as much as I don't like Marshall, Marshall will rip you a new one. <laughs> so you 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 go right ahead and, and fucking go on that man daughter Instagram and talk your shit. You better JC on, you better chill, bro. <laughs> there you go again. Now now who's name dropping, huh? Hey, hey, don't, hey, 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 don't, 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 do you call it about a government, man, I mean, I mean, that's what you're doing, don't, 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 don't do that, listen, I, 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 I don't respect, I, I, bro, game has, over the years has lost so much of my respect, I don't even want to call him by his rap name, that nigga JC on, man, <laughs> I hear you, before we wrap it up, um, QG, uh, you know what we do every time on the news now, uh, 60 seconds. Anything on your mind you want to talk to the people about? For my 60 seconds, I want to talk about the virtual rapper, FN Mecca. The first artificial intelligence artist signed to a major label. Candyman, this is unbelievable. Picture a white droid with green dreads and green eyes. Capitol Records signed a virtual rapper, an AI robot. Is this what the music has come to? You're signing artificial fake robots fn mecca what does fn mecca sound like to you Candyman? real quick fucking mecca <laughs> so the deal was inked by the independent success on tiktok with the singles moonwalking speed demon and internet are you michael jackson all of a sudden the rapper has garnered over a billion views and a cured 10 million followers on TikTok alone. Are you kidding me? And Capitol Records made it a deal? Wouldn't Come on. It, wouldn't it have just made more sense to just sign the rapper? They, they signed an artificial rapper. So who, and, so who gets paid? I, I, I don't know what's going on here. Who gets paid? And, and, and here's the thing. This artificial rapper is also going to be involved with Fortnite. And, oh, and, oh yeah, you know how kids love Fortnite. And he's going to be in a new commercial for Apple Music. Ryan, Ryan Rudden, the executive vice president of Capital Music, made this deal. All they saw was the followers and the money. This, is, has, this has nothing to do with talent. Nothing. Like, what are you guys doing when there's hard rapping talent out there? that work hard and don't have record deals and have to jump through hurdles and hoops to get anything nowadays. I just find it disgusting that this is where you're at right now. What's next? What you going to sign next? You're going to sign somebody from, 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 from the uh, metaverse or something like that. And the gorillas do not count. The gorillas is an actual band because you know, the gorillas with the cartoon and everything yeah, like I that, that one more. They're, 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 they're real. They're a real deal. This this is something else. Well, we got to do, Candy Man. We got to go virtual nowadays to get some money. You know what? The next time we all appear on camera, we should we should be in the form of virtual avatars. You know, <laughs> I support we, it. I'm with it. We might have to call Rick and have him do some 3D imaging, bro. Shout out, shout out to Rick and Maru for all the great graphics. But yeah, man, that's my 60 seconds. I just find it. Well, it's longer than 60, but still, this is incredible. An AI robot gets a good deal at Capitol Records. You know, that that just goes to show, bro. This is the wave of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, man. I'm going to take my 60 seconds. Uh, I'm in a, bittersw a bittersweet place with hip-hop right now. Um, reason why I say that is in the archives. We did an episode way, 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 way back when Rap Lab was a baby. And uh, about, you know, streaming versus physical media, right? i.e. cds cassettes vinyls whatever and i used to be proud at the fact for a very long time that you know certain albums you couldn't find on streaming services like for example de la souls discography or um a lot of a lot of unknown or older older albums right but now as time goes on streaming services are getting rights to these albums that were previously never available on these platforms um just a couple weeks ago apple music secured the rights to 
H-N-I-C by Prodigy. That was an album that wasn't on streaming services for uh, over a decade. And I used to take back that I had the CD. I used to smile about that shit, you know? So the fact that this man's uh, this man's album got on there, De La Soul's working on getting their albums on streaming services, makes me it makes me look at my CD collection and be like, damn, well, I don't got special gems no more that only I could hear. Or that you'd have to go on YouTube to hear. And you know, YouTube is cumbersome because you close the app, the music stops playing. But I'm glad people are, I'm glad people, especially the younger people who came after me and UQG, I'm glad that they get a chance to hear this music without having to pay extraordinary amounts of money for it because the CDs are out of print. Some of these kids probably don't have any, anything that could play a CD, but you know, at the, at the same time, it's like, damn, like I, I, I thought I was the, exclusive gatekeeper of this fucking music, you know? Or or one of the but oh, I mean, good. like I say, it's bittersweet because, you know, the youngins they get educated, but you know, it, I feel like it devalues my collection. And truth be told, I, I've been thinking about selling my collection lately. Really? Yeah. Because all the music is available stream wise. So mm. I mean, you know, like Outside of my No Limit stuff, because still half of No Limit's catalog is not on there, but, you know, no, no limit, no limited cash money I'd never get rid of, but, um, man, man, I just look at my album collection, and I'm like, damn, like, you know, none of this shit is exclusive to me anymore, but, like I said, it's just a bittersweet personal feeling, but I'm sure I'll get over it in time. But, with that being said, uh, this is another episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. Um, stay tuned to our social media because uh, next week's topic, we want y'all to write in uh, raplabpod at gmail.com, raplabpod on Instagram and Twitter. And again, uh, for those of you Rev Barber MC fans, Rev will be back next week. So, Yep, shout out to the Rev. He'll be back. Yep, so uh, this is Rap Lab and we out. The Rap Lab. 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 Let's go. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Ball for ball, we hooking up with T O Q G, Rev Barber MC, A L S R E to the D on that M I C A to Z. We be the flyers. Hip hop sound broke down to a science. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab.